Hello and welcome to the Sports Ethos DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patra. It is a wonderful Wednesday. It's December 22nd. We have a nice little calm Wednesday, actually, compared to some of these other Wednesday cards that we've had. But six games on the docket. Would not shock me one bit if it becomes five with everything happening over there in Toronto. But as of now, the game is in play, so we will end up talking about it. But it's it's been a wild, wild world with everything going on in DFS and with the NBA right now, with the protocols and everything. You hear me say it for the past few shows, and things are not slowing down. As every day goes on, we get one or two guys back, it feels, but then we lose five or six more. So uh, Adam Silver has come out and said there is no plans to pause or halt the season at the moment. So that's good news, I guess, for us. And buckle up and just strap in and... For you season-long players out there as well, I mean, just stay on top of your streaming, stay on top of who's active, who's inactive, everything like that. And if you are a DFS player and you also like to do season-long as well, you can take a lot from this podcast just based on value plays. Odds are, if there's you know near-minimum salary guys available uh, that we're playing in DFS, they probably make for a decent streamer in your year-long uh, or season-long league as well, so... Little tidbit there for you, and we're going to jump right into things as always. But before we do, a quick shout out to our presenting sponsor, our good friends over at Thrive Fantasy. Guys, come prop up with us on Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is the daily, for I would say, the leading daily for uh, fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Now, how you do it, you choose 10 of 20 available player props. You build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props and rack up the most points. Win your share of that prize pool. Thrive has over $50,000 in guaranteed prizes weekly for the NBA and has awarded over $6 million so far. That is six with six zeros, $6 million. Use the promo code ETHOS when you sign up and you receive a 100% deposit Instant first deposit match on up to $100. That's E-T-H-O-S. Where to find it? Just go to your app store, go to the Play Store, or you can visit their uh, fantasy website at www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop today. And listen, if you've been listening to these shows recently, maybe you're a new listener, uh, we always give out one or two plays for Thrive Fantasy at the end of every single show. So you will uh, you get a nice little spot. And the cool part about Thrive, too, is you don't need to necessarily do the contest. You can just go bet single props. You can do a four-prop parlay over there as well. Uh, if you don't want to just try, you know, I think if you bet the four, if you bet four props and you win all four of them, uh, you win 11 times your bet. And listen, it's getting, I wouldn't say easier with all the news breaking, but uh, because you also need to have that caveat in case somebody gets, you know, ruled out and you need to put your ice player in there. But there's a lot of easy guys to take advantage of because it's only the top studs. So if, you, if you're looking at a team like, you know, maybe it's the Lakers or something without Anthony Davis, you could probably feel a little bit better about some of your LeBron James props. But we're going to dive right into things. I don't want to waste too much time here. Things could change by the time you even hear this show. But first game of the night, 730 start time, Eastern Standard Time. Cleveland Cavaliers are traveling to Boston. They are taking on the Celtics for the injury report. All these guys are ruled out. Grant Williams, Roderick Thompson, Josh Richardson, Jabari Parker, Al Horford, Juancho Hernan Gomez, and Sam Hauser. And for the Cavs, Jared Allen, Ed Davis, Evan Mobley, Isaac Okoro, Colin Sexton, Lamar Stevens, Denzel Valentine, and Dylan Windler. 
So lots and lots of bodies. And the way the things have been going with these recently is that we don't have any you know spreads or totals the night before. We'll have one, if maybe two, if the teams aren't as battered and bruised. And it looks like as of right now, we only have one, which is going to be that Denver-Oklahoma City game. But there's going to be value all around the board in this one. Looking at Cleveland, there's a lot to like. With Sexton out, I'll continue to ride the Rubio train. He's at 6,200, so he's getting a small price bump. Now, the minutes have not skyrocketed like I'd hoped and how I'd expected. But the last two games were also pretty big blowouts. If this game happens to stay close. Rubio will be playing significant minutes. I would expect at least 33 to 34 minutes. The assists are right where we need him over the last two games. He's averaging 11 assists over the past two games. He continues to be a fantastic point-per-minute producer for every single chance that he's been uh, given extended run for this Cleveland team this season. And the shot attempts are right back where we want to see him like earlier in the season when uh, we saw that you know Sexton and Garland we just missed a little bit of time. But 12 shot attempts in that last one. Put up 44.75 DK points against Milwaukee. I don't mind going right back to the well in this one. Now, it's not going to – I expect it to be a decent spread because, it, for the most part, Boston's healthy outside of Al Horford but when it comes to their starters. They're going to have most of their starters available. Cleveland's really, really run down right now. So, proceed with caution, but I do think that Ricky Rubio is a rock-solid play. Now, the other thing that we're noticing and seeing is that these guys that might have been priced in that 8K to 8,400 range are shooting up. And simply because there's expected to be value. They're trying to make it a little bit tougher, which I'm okay with. You know – Darius Garland priced up at 9700 is just too expensive for me. I'm not paying 9700 for Garland. But the guy I do want to talk about is going to be Kevin Love. He's 5700 He's been playing, you know, modest minutes as of late. But he's getting it done in modest minutes. Over the past three games, he's got 33, 25, and 37.25 DK points. Now, no Mobley, no Jared Allen, no Ed Davis. He's probably going to have to see a significant run at the center position tonight. Him, between him and marketing, they're both going to have to probably play decent minutes, significant minutes. Uh, I think Love would probably go slightly under-owned. And Love is a better point-per-minute producer, even at his age and at this stage of his career, where he doesn't need a ton of minutes. Obviously, Dean Wade uh, will continue to get significant run as well at that power forward spot. I think there's better value out there. He's been playing well over the past few games, so if you wanted to go that way, I would not fault you. But for the most part, my main options in this one would be Kevin Love and Ricky Rubio. I believe they also did sign Luke Cornett to a 10-day hardship extension, so keep an eye on that. If he happens to draw the start, I'd probably lower my exposure to Kevin Love just ever so slightly. I want to see Kevin Love really starting, but even if he doesn't start, he'd be in play for tournaments. It's just you'd probably yank him out for cash at that point. On the Boston side of the ball, Jason Tatum coming in at 11K, Jalen Brown coming in at next to 10K. Yeah. Again, these guys, they just feel like they're too expensive. Uh, I, I think if I'm spending up on anybody, it'll be the guy that we get to uh, in that 8 p.m. game. But, again, I, if you wanted to maybe get some run, if you want to run it back with somebody on the other side of the ball, certainly could look at them. I prefer to go with some of these cheaper options. You know, Robert Williams seems like he's going to be back. He's off the injury report. Uh, it was a personal reason that he missed that last game, so there was no injury. There was nothing like that. So I expect at least 30 minutes from him at 5,500. He's certainly in play. Uh, don't mind looking at a guy like Marcus Smart, but it's tough to get excited about him with Jalen back, with you know Tatum playing minutes, Schroeder's back. So for the most part, uh, it'll probably just end up being Robert Williams. And if I had to spend up on one of these guys on the other side of the ball, I, it pains me to say it would probably be Jalen Brown simply because – they pretty much seem like they have very similar floors and ceilings at this point. We saw it earlier in the year. It was kind of that way as well when they're both healthy. And you're getting the discount of $1,200 uh, 
uh, next to Tatum, but I'm not too thrilled about either one of those options. But I'll, I'll keep one of them in my player pool, and it'll probably be Jalen Brown. On to the next game, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. Orlando Magic traveling to Atlanta, taking on the Hawks in this one. For the Hawks, Bogdan Bogdanovich is probable. Timothy Luau-Cabro is questionable. And then for Trey Young, DeAndre Hunter, Solomon Hill, Danilo Gallinari, and Clint Capella have all been ruled out. They are in the health and safety protocols, except for DeAndre and Solomon, those guys' actual injuries. And for the Magic. Cole Anthony is questionable, but Mo Bamba, Michael Carter-Williams, Markel Fultz, R.J. Hampton, Jonathan Isaac, Ethan Moore, Terrence Ross, Jalen Suggs, and Mo Wagner all ruled out. But the good news, Wendell Carter Jr. is questionable after that right leg injury where it looked like he got to get wheeled off the court, had tears in his eyes. We thought it looked like it was season-ending. The fact that he's questionable is a great thing. I would still be, I'd still be a little shocked if he does play. But it's great news as far as a basketball standpoint, knowing that this guy is listed as questionable. That means that we should see him back at the court relatively soon, uh, which is fantastic, obviously. We never want to root for injuries going against players or anything like that. But a lot to like over here. I think Orlando's been a stopping point for value for people for the past about three, four days now. And it's going to be the same guys I continue to look at. And I'll, I have no problem going back to the well on him. Robin Lopez, 4,600. Uh, absolutely great center play, just knowing that he's playing 30-plus minutes. For some reason, like, listen, if Robert Williams is going to be taking anywhere between 13 and 22 shots like he has over the past two games, we're good with that. I mean, that's not his game. Uh, but he's being aggressive, which is fantastic to see. So at 4,600, absolutely, I'm good with Robert Williams. Chumo Kiki coming in at 5,200, absolutely fantastic to see that price tag as well. I thought it was going to be a little bit over 6K. Uh, but he's been producing. He has about 85 DK points over the last two games. So it gives us a nice little average right around that 42 and a half. So we'll take anything that he can get over 28, 29 and be comfortable with it. It feels like a slate, though. You're going to need a high scoring game so or high scoring score in order to take something down in GPP. So I prefer for him to get closer to that 35. But this is a good matchup for him to do it. And uh, again, the front court's pretty, pretty tattered for this Atlanta team. So Chuma, Robin Lopez, and then I think Mo Wagner, or I'm sorry, Franz Wagner. Mo Wagner is ruled out, but Franz Wagner uh, continues to be a rookie sensation. Very consistent over the past, what, month and a half now, two months. Uh, really doesn't skip a beat. With all these guys healthy, he's pretty much averaging almost 30 DK points. So with them out, you can obviously increase that a little bit. Don't love that price tag. It's 7,600. I think there's other options we could look at, but he's certainly in play for me. I'll probably end up leaning more of Robin Lopez and a little bit more Okiki when it's all said and done. On the Atlanta side of the ball, definitely some value that we could take advantage of over here. I'll be looking at Oyeka Okungu, uh, the young rookie out of USC. Played great in limited minutes in his first game back against Denver. Put up 14 DK points in 14 minutes. He did get five early fouls. But this isn't necessarily a super aggressive front court where we might see that happen. So at 3,400, he does have power forward eligibility, which is awesome to see. Now, I don't expect him to come out here and play 35 minutes or anything like that. I think he'll probably be right around that, anywhere between 19 to 23, 24 minutes. So if you find that better value opens up or if there's other options you feel a little bit more comfortable with, not going to talk you out of it. But this dude has tremendous upside. He is just a beast overall. He can you know spread the floor a little bit. He's a great shot blocker. We've yet to see his ceiling in this in the NBA so far. But it's there. He's going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with in the future, in my opinion. Really high on this guy. Other than him, though, I think there's a couple other options. I think, you know, Gorgie Dang, uh, he's kind of taken the backseat in that last one with the Kungu back. But keep an eye on whoever draws that start. These two guys should split the center minutes. We might even see a little bit of John Collins side over. 
who I most certainly think is in play at 7,300. Probably prefer him over Franz just because he's got a little bit of a higher ceiling. I think a little bit of a higher floor as well. He's also $300 cheaper. And then Kevin Werder is the other guy I'm looking at. 5K with no Trey Young. The usage is going to get spread around. Most of it between Bogdanovich, Werder, Collins. Those are the three guys. A little bit of reddish off the bench as well. But I'm good with Werder. We've seen him handle the ball and play a little bit of point guard in the past. Bogdanovich coming back off that ankle injury. We just don't know what kind of minutes and workload to expect. So I probably will shy away from him and leave myself with mostly playing. Whoever's starting at that center position, my guess is Okongwu, uh, Kevin Werder, and John Collins. On to the next game, the one that probably has the most likelihood or chance of getting canceled. It's the Toronto Raptors traveling to Chicago, taking on the Bulls. And like I said, there's just a lot, a lot of people out. We just saw the news come out today as I record this night before. The Raptors pretty much missing everybody in their starting lineup outside of one player. But let's get to the injury report. Precious, uh, Delano Banton, Scotty Barnes, Justin Champagne, Goran Dragic. Malachi Flynn, David Johnson, Pascal Siakam, Gary Trent Jr., Fred Van Fleet. All of them ruled out. As of right now, they only have about eight or nine players set to be available. So we got to see what happens. Ken Birch, Ken Birch is questionable. They're going to want him if they can go, bottom line. If he can play, they're going to need him. Uh, and then for the Bulls, Troy Brown Jr. is questionable. Ao is doubtful. Elise Johnson is doubtful. Zach Levine, Matt Thomas, both doubtful. Patrick Williams, as we know, is rolled out. Derek Jones Jr. is out, but they came out and said they do not uh, expect that to be a significant injury. Alex Caruso with that foot sprain in the last one, he is ruled out as well as Devin Dotson. So I'll start off with Toronto here. It's it's going to be a crapshoot as far as the starting lineup, but there's definitely a few options that we could feel comfortable with that we've seen start in the past and put up some decent fantasy games. I'll start with Yuta. Uh, I, remember, I remember how to say his last name. Just give me a moment because uh, Harris taught me. Uh, Wananabe, uh, <laughs> try to, try to not butcher it. And I know that he said he had some, a little bit of Japanese culture and took some classes on it. So, uh, I am ecstatic that he was able to teach me that, but he should be one of their main front court members here. I expect him to draw the start at power forward. Uh, they'll probably try to keep OG at that small forward position just because it, it makes more sense as of who's actually available for them. Uh, decent point per minute guy, only 4K, small forward eligible, which is not my favorite position to try to spend up on. So I absolutely have interest in him. I think Svi Michalik, 3,800, he'll be drawing another start as well. We've seen him take plenty of shots in the past, and that was with basically just Gary Trent Jr. and OG sitting. You throw in Pascal Siakam, you throw in Fred Van Lee out as well. There's going to be plenty of shot attempts to go around. And then OG's up at 7,900. I'll probably leave him on the table. I get it. He's the one stud. The dude has an unreal ceiling. But he's only played one game since returning. He played 28 minutes. It, I mean, they, they might need him to run out there 30 or 40 minutes, but I think that this Toronto front court or the Toronto front office is a little smarter. The head coaching is a little smarter. They're not going to press the guy if they don't need him, especially if this game gets out of hand, which it easily could. The Chicago team, despite missing multiple bodies, is still a very good team. So for me, it's really just going to be uh, Wananabe and Michaelic are the two main options I'm looking at. But keep an eye as we keep going and stuff like that. They're going to need to start some people in this backcourt. Uh, it could end up being Ashton Hagens, who the old Kentucky product. Haven't seen too, too much of him in the NBA so far. Uh, he would end up being a bottom-of-the-barrel value play if he needs to do it. But uh, at the end of the day, I don't think we would need to go there. But he's certainly in play if we hear that he draws a start. On the Chicago side of the ball, everybody getting pretty priced up. DeRozan, Vucevic, both over 10K. Lonzo Ball, almost at 9K. 
Uh, they're all coming off of pretty good games. You got a nice 50-point game out of Lonzo against Houston. It's always a matchup to target. Lonzo is going to be an up-tempo, up-paced game. Those are the ones that he thrives in. Those are the ones that he usually kind of racks up those defensive stats. But this just feels a little bit too expensive for guys that we just, they just don't need to play him. Uh, it's just that simple. I, I think that they're going to have this game well in doubt, well in hand. If it was in Toronto, maybe we look at a little bit more of DeRozan. But there's there's one guy I'm really interested in spending up on. Now, I'm not going to talk you out of him. I think if I was going to play anybody, it would probably continue to be Lonzo. Just I get it. It's it's too expensive. for. Him. But if you have the money to spend, if you're leaving it on the table, sure. Uh, the one guy that I do think we could play is going to be Kobe White, though. He's coming off of a monster game at 4,100. He played 31 and a half minutes, and that was in a game that Caruso – uh, got hurt, you know, in the middle of it, you know, got like if we saw Caruso not play at all, he probably would have ended up playing 38. I mean, Caruso only came out there and played six minutes, but still he pretty much played the rest of the game. Once Caruso got hurt, subbed out, I think once, twice, uh, very short periods when he did and he looked great. And that's the main thing is he got praise uh, after the game saying that, you know, this is a guy who's battled off season sh- uh, shoulder surgery, COVID change of role, playing off the ball, all this. So, you know, give him his credit where it's due. The dude has not been in a comfortable situation all season long. As much as I don't like him on this team, or I guess that much as a real basketball player in general, I think he's certainly a good fantasy and DFS option at 4,100 that we could look at. Uh, and then if you want, if you do think this game gets out of hand, I think Alfonso McKinney is certainly a solid play as well. He's a hometown Chicago guy that's been getting a lot of praise. Talking with the media lately, he has played at least 29 minutes in two of the last games, or two of the three last games that he's actually played. Little pause in there due to COVID. But played 29 against Houston, took 10 shots, and certainly in play as a value play. So really the value for me on Chicago. And there's going to be value all over the place. So you're really going to have to pick your poison. We'll get to the end of the, the slate and start to break down some of these value plays and the ones I guess I'm targeting the most. But on to the next one. Houston traveling to Milwaukee, taking on the Bucks here. Bucks uh, still going to be without a few of their main key cogs. Giannis is out. Dante DiVincenzo, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis all rolled out. But Chris Middleton is off the injury report for this game, which is always good news. And then for the Rockets, Christian Wood is questionable with his left knee tendonitis. Kevin Porter Jr. is still out. Jalen Green is still out. But this is going to be a back-to-back for the Rockets. This is the front half of it. And I believe they said they're expecting to have Jalen Green back in the second half of it. So keep an eye on that. Might be the last chance that we get some of this you know, extra value that we were getting from them. Uh, again, no game total, no spread. You haven't heard me say it because I'll basically mention the one game that we do have it available for. Looking at this Houston team, uh, we just have to kind of see, I guess, it all comes down to Christian Wood. If Christian Wood plays, then I probably don't have a lot of interest in anybody. If Christian Wood sits, I think I'll look at K.J. Martin again at 4,500. He's been one of my go-to Value plays, and now he's getting priced up a little bit at 4,500. Continues to play well. He's put up at least 20 DK points in at least the last five games. High of about 30, 29.25 in there. So he's a solid play. I think when it's all said and done, we'll have better value available. Uh, and then we want to see who starts at center. It'll most likely be Tice, but that would also put Sangoon in play as well. But I don't want to pay 5,800 for Sangoon, but I could play Brooke Lo- or Robin Lopez at 4,600 and a couple other centers that we'll continue to talk about as well. So I probably won't end up having much of anybody in this game. Uh, I mean, Tice maybe because he's still 3,300, but he'd probably be the play over Sangoon with just that that difference in price. They'd so probably chop the minutes right down the middle, and I'd rather just go with the savings. On for, on the uh, Milwaukee side of things, Drew Holiday all the way up to 9,400. I mean, that's an expensive price for Holiday. He had that late scratch where he burned a good amount of people. 
but rightfully so. The dude was coming off of a 44-minute game, took 36 shots. He was spent. They gave him a night off. Now 9,400, great matchup, great pace, little to no defense on the other side of the ball. He's in play. Um, I prefer him over some of those other uh, Chicago guys that we talked about, but I also prefer, I think, Middleton over that, over him, 8,300. We just have to see that there's no limitations, there's no restrictions or anything like that for Middleton. But at 8,300 in this matchup, if we know that he's going to be playing a full allotment of minutes, he's most certainly in play. Outside of them, I think Jordan Noir is a guy that we continue to look at. At 4,500, he makes a whole lot of sense. Played at least 42 minutes, back-to-back games. And in those games, he's been crushing it. 49.75 DK points, 38.75 DK points. This is a fantastic matchup for him. Absolutely. Probably one of my favorite value plays on this slate. I guess we can almost call him a mid-tier play simply because of the value we do have available all over this, all over in these different spots. So I think Jordan Nwora certainly, certainly in play. And then if you want to go back to the DeMarcus Cousins, well, you certainly could. He's coming off of a monster game with five steals and one block against Cleveland. I'll probably take a pass on DeMarcus just because, again, there's, uh, you know, tournaments you could look at him. I, I think in cash, though, there's safer spots you can look elsewhere that we spoke about already and that we will get to. But that's it for me. It's really just going to be, you know, holiday if you have the money. Uh, Middleton, if we hear the news, but I think DeWara and Cousins are certainly in play either way. Fifth game of the night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Denver Nuggets traveling to Oklahoma City, taking on the Thunder for the Nuggets. Ball ball, P.J. Dozier, Marcus Howard, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. all rolled out. Aaron Gordon, Jamichael Green are both questionable. And then the Thunder, we just have Trey Mann questionable. Mike Muscala is out due to rest. Both these teams have been pretty, and I want to knock on wood here, uh, pretty lucky to dodge this COVID bug uh, so far. And they pretty much have healthy teams the past few games. That's why this is the one game that we do have a game total and we do have a spread on. It's 213, Denver being favored by five points here. Now, keep it simple for Denver. I'm playing Jokic, bottom line. 12-6, he's the one stud that we can feel comfortable about getting his minutes, getting his you know shot attempts, getting everything that, you know, in Normally, he's only priced at 12K, so he's barely seeing an increase as opposed to some of these other guys like Darius Garland being 9,700. There's no reason why Darius Garland should be 9,700. Absolutely not. Uh, I will not pay that. But this isn't a far price off from Jokic. We're going to have the money to spend. There's plenty of value to go around. Sign me up. I'm good with Jokic at 12.6. I'll be eating that up all day long. He'll be my high-priced guy the night that we'll get to uh, outside of him, not a lot of interest over uh, any of the, any of these other players, really. It's really just splitting usage, splitting shot attempts, going back and forth between each game, whether it's Barton, whether it's Monte Morris. Uh, I'm good with these guys. I think we have better plays available. It'll just be Jokic for me. And then on the Oklahoma City side of the ball, Josh Getty continues to impress, continues to just be the stud that he is. We're talking three straight games of at least 40 DK points. Now, I don't absolutely love this matchup for him. Uh, I don't think the price tag's too far off of where it should be. I think that's actually a pretty fair price tag. I prefer him if he was like 74. But at 7,800, I'll keep him in my player pool. He has that small forward eligibility. There's a few other guards I think that we'll get to in that last game that I like a little bit more. So just proceed with caution. But the dude has just been lights out. He's got this rock-solid floor knowing that he can rebound and assist the ball like some of the best of them. And the shot attempts have been up over the past three games. He took 16, 14, and then 18. And as long as he's shooting those at like a 43 to 44% clip, which isn't asking for much, that's that's not good. That's just okay. That's serviceable. Uh, good is when we're seeing 45, 46 to 50. 
So I'll I'll take it. Uh, if he's shooting at least 42 to 43 percent, we should be looking at at least 35 to 40 DK points in return just because the ancillary stats seem to be there every single night. That's probably all I'm really looking at here. Darius Baisley could him out and played off the bench in that last one, put up a decent performance, 24 minutes. But again, better value all around the board, other spots. Give me Nawar, give me, you know, Michaela, give me uh, Wananabe, give me any one of those guys over him, and I will take it. Final game of the night Los Angeles Clippers traveling to Sacramento, taking on the Kings in this one, them Kangs. Uh, Los Angeles Clippers, Hartenstein, Keon Johnson, Quine Leonard, Marcus Morris Sr., Jason Preston, and Jay Scrub all ruled out. And then for the Kings, Marvin Bagley, Terrence Davis, Darren Fox, Lewis King, Alex Len, Davion Mitchell, Nebius Queda, and then are all ruled out. And then Rashawn Holmes is questionable dealing with that right eye injury. I think this is his fifth straight game missed, fourth or fifth. Uh, definitely looked – Looked pretty severe, but I, I didn't think he was going to miss this much time. I thought it would be like a two-game absence, and just to be honest here. Uh, looking at this, start off the Clippers here. Uh, I'll go back to the Zubats well here. As long as Hartenstein's out, he should continue to see, play the bulk of those center minutes. Now, Abaka and him basically chopped those minutes right down the middle. We saw Abaka play about 22. Zubats played 27. So split right down the middle, but Zubac getting the better half of them. He's also the better point-per-minute producer. Sacramento has been pretty bad against centers, regardless of whether or not Rashawn Holmes plays. So at 5,300, he's certainly in play as another center option. Definitely expect him to be a little lower owned than some of these other guys, too, uh, just because it's the last game of the night. People tend to want to lock in certain plays earlier. We know we have some of the guaranteed guys playing big minutes, cheaper price tag. So he's probably a better GPP play than cash. But either way, certainly in play. And then Paul George coming in at 10-9. Pretty cheap for a guy that, you know, that's like where he should be. Maybe 10-5, 10-6 is where Paul George should be priced. But he's routinely putting up 40-plus points. And, I mean, I'd probably prefer some of these other options that we've already spoke about. But he might also be like the second high price stud that I, I guess I'll really consider on this slate outside of Jokic. Like I, I think I prefer him over Tatum. I think once it gets to DeRozan, it gets a little closer. I probably prefer DeRozan, but I just, you know, we don't know if that game even plays. So we got to keep an eye on that. And then after that, you know, I prefer him over Shea, Garland. I don't need to get into those guys too, too much. It's a pretty big drop off. But those are the main two guys I will be looking at. Outside of those two guys, I'm just not all that interested. I'm not paying 8100 for Reggie Jackson. Uh, you know, I'm not paying 6100 for Kennard. There's better plays that we've seen already. And then now, you know, guys like Justice Winslow are no longer value plays we can even look at with Paul George being back. Now on to the Sacramento side of things. A lot to like over here. Halliburton, 8200 Absolutely one of my favorite guard plays. We've just been hitting this one home for the past few shows. Just continue to ride them. Uh, it's that simple. Ride it while you could because when De'Aaron Fox is back, the usage, the ball handling responsibilities are gone. He'll play more off ball. We won't be seeing these double-digit assist numbers as often as we have. It's a fine matchup. I'm not worried about this one whatsoever. He'll be very, very chalky, but that's okay. Uh, there's a lot of guys to spend up on, and I prefer him over Garland. I prefer him over Lonzo. Um, I prefer him over Shea. There's a lot of guys that we've already talked about, and I'd rather just take Halliburton over all of them, which is why I don't see myself having too many shares of them. Uh, and I'll continue to go right back to the well with some of these other players like, you know, Harrison Barnes at 7,100. Didn't get a great performance out of him in that last one. But the shot attempts continue to be consistent. It's a decent enough matchup. He's going to need to play significant minutes. Buddy Heald, I'm good with at 6,900. Don't love that price tag for him. But a guy that we're starting to see the shot attempts up. We talked about it right before that San Antonio game where 
He's not a guy with all these injuries that's going to be taking 10 to 13 shots. He's going to be 15 plus. And we've seen that over the past two games, 15 against Golden State, 18 against San Antonio. He's going to have to continue to shoot the ball at 15 to 20 times a game. There's just not the other options. You'd rather see him shooting it than guys like Metu. Uh, you don't want Tristan Thompson, Bo Harkless. No, uh, it's go- It's simply just got to be Buddy Hill, Halliburton, and Barnes shouldering the majority of this load. Not really interested in anybody at the center spot here. Tristan Thompson at 4,400 is okay, but I think I prefer Robin Lopez over him for only $200 more. Uh, he'd be, I guess, a, a pivot off of him. I just don't see the same upside with him. They have other options they could play, and there's a decent chance that we do see that Rashawn Holmes comes back for this one. How is that for like a speed round right there? About 27 minutes motoring through six games. Now for everyone's favorite portion of the night, the value tier by myself, so I will give two players from each tier. We'll start off with the expensive tier here. Nikola Jokic, uh, 12-6. Already talked about it. Not much more needs to be said. Uh, Sign me up. And then the other guy over AK that I also just mentioned would be Tyrese Halliburton at 8,200. Great play. Sign me up. I'll have a vast majority of those guys in a lot. And uh, I mean a lot of my lineups. And then now we'll go to the middle tier. Uh, two guys between five and 7,900. Now there's a lot of options. I do like this mid tier significantly. Uh, so we can, you know, we can spread it out a little bit. You can attack the same guys. There's, there's a lot of good options that we could go with. Uh, I want to lean a little bit towards some of that Atlanta value. Um, you know, I, I talked about both of those guys, Huerter, John Collins, depending on how your lineup builds. Uh, if you have the money, Collins is obviously the guy I would rather play, especially because we'll probably see a decent amount of him at the center spot. I think 7,300 is a little too cheap for him. So I'll go with John Collins. Just know I do like Kevin Werder a little bit as well. And then for the other one, wow, options. Always have options. We will go with Ricky Rubio at 62. I was tempted to say Kevin Love, but, I mean, anybody playing this Cleveland game is going to have a little bit of risk associated with it because there's a decent chance it gets out of hand relatively quickly. Those are two veteran players that, you know, if they need to rest or if they do deceive people, those would be the first ones to come off the board. But I just like the roles that they're going to be getting, the usage that they're going to be getting. Uh, with all these other bodies that we have seen out. But, you know, listen back through early on. You know, I could have thrown in five or six other guys in there. So if, if you're not as comfortable with those guys, you know, go with an Okiki or somebody else. There's plenty of options on this slate. That's one thing that we are not lacking. And then for value, that is anything under 5K, which I'm going to try to hold off. Of, if you haven't noticed, I'm, I'm holding off of anybody in Toronto and Chicago because we don't know. Um, I would be shocked if this game tips off. And if it does, I already said the plays I like and I don't like in that game, but I would honestly be fairly shocked if it does. But I'll go with Jordan Nawara. Uh, absolutely point-per-minute monster. He's a fantasy stud. Uh, the dude, it, it, I mean, eventually someone's going to want him on their team. I and mean, he could be a trade chip for this team in the future because he's not taking Giannis out of this position anytime soon. Uh, but the dude, he's a walking bucket, bottom line. He's a good rebounder. And we're talking at, you know, in the past three games that he has started, the lowest has been 32 DK points. The high has been 15. It's only 4,500. Sign me up with that. I am loving it. Ba, 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 ba. And then the other play I will go with, I know that was a terrible McDonald's impression, but I think Robin Lopez, if he needs some cash comfortability at 4,600, he is most certainly in play. Uh, back-to-back games of 30-plus minutes. He's put up at least 30 DK points in both those. And at 4,600, I don't expect him to take 22 shot attempts, but if it's anything over 10, you should have no problem hitting that and paying that off. Now, 
to the Thrive Fantasy section where we talk about one or two prop bets that we think are our favorite. And by I say we, it's me talking out loud, but it's really just me. Uh, who I'm looking at tonight as far as some of these ones. Listen, there is there's a lot. There's a lot to like. Uh, it's tough. Like I said, make sure you have one of these these ice players open because we could see guys get ruled out last second. And if you're not if you don't if you're new to this and you don't know what that means, uh, what the ice bets happen to be are the bets where it's if somebody gets ruled out, it's your backup player. It's that simple. But I'm looking at a couple that I think like Kevin Love. I want to I want to try to hit on some of these ones that are going to actually get us a good return, a good amount of points return. You know, it's easy to take these ones where it's like, you know, you take the over and it's only worth 90. Uh, that's that's pretty comfortable. You know, you're going to need one or two of those in there. Uh, but let's look at some that can get us like 110. And I think Kevin Love, eight and a half rebounds. Now, that's a great line. That's a really tough line. Eight and a half feels like a lot. But if he's going to end up playing and start, then you could feel a lot better about that eight and a half. So maybe wait to punch that one home. But I'm good with that one. I like that. Um, I mean, the Garland over five and a half assists would be one of those easy ones I talked about. As much as I don't like him for DFS on DraftKings because of his price, I most certainly think that he should be able to do that pretty pretty handedly. Uh, the other one I would look at would probably be this Drew Holiday. Points, rebounds, and assists, 32 and a half. I feel pretty comfortable about that. Going against Houston, even though Chris Middleton's back, you get 105 for the over on that one. Uh, but the dude, he should take at least 20 shots, 18 to 20 shots. I'm expecting... Somewhere around like six and six as far as rebounds uh, and assists, and that's probably be on the conservative side. So, you know, if he knocks down 21 points, gets you six and six, all of a sudden you're, you're probably rolling in some dough over there. Um, you know, and if you, if you want to go to an even safer one, it's going to be the Halliburton one, 24 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. So, yeah, we'll, we'll leave out the Drew Holiday. And we will go with the Halliburton rebounds, uh, points, and assists at 24.5. It's the same value at 105. Feel a lot better about that one. So there we go. Uh, frisky one is Kevin Love. And then I think the chalky one is going to be Halliburton. So sign me up. Both of those ones I am good for. Wow, I'm seeing a lot of these I like. It's going to be a fun night to play. Thrive. So guys, make sure you use that promo code ETHOS when you head over there. That is all I have for you guys. As always, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to listen. Uh, give us a thumbs up, five-star, rate and review, subscribe, wherever you are listening to this, whether it's Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, you name it. Uh, greatly appreciate anybody who takes the time out to do that for us. It means a lot to me. Uh, you know, Let me know if you did it. I'll give you a nice shout-out on Twitter. Maybe I'll send you a little present. Uh, it'll, it's just a nice thing to do. Uh, and then also follow me on Twitter. You can find me at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Join us in the DFS Pass, in the Discord. Get those behind-the-scenes articles. Uh, podcast, as you know, is always free, but we have so much more content going on over here at Hoopball. It's only $4.99 per month, so it's it's a steal. Absolute steal. But we will be back tomorrow. Harris and I will be crushing that Thursday slate for you guys. Thank you for taking the time to join me. Take care. Stay out of the health and safety protocols. 